He'd never been asked to wear a suit to a job interview, never been told to bring along a copy of his resume. He hadn't even owned a resume until the previous week, when he'd gone to the library on 34th and Madison, and a volunteer career counselor had written one for him, detailed his work history to suggest he was a man of grand accomplishments. Farmer, responsible for tilling land and growing healthy crops. Street cleaner, responsible for making sure the town of Limbe looked beautiful and pristine. Dishwasher in Manhattan Restaurant, in charge of ensuring patrons ate from clean and germ-free plates. Livery cab driver in the Bronx, responsible for taking passengers safely from place to place. He'd never had to worry about whether his experience would be appropriate, whether his English would be perfect, whether he would succeed in coming across as intelligent enough. But today, dressed in the green double-breasted pinstripe suit he'd worn the day he entered America, his ability to impress a man he'd never met was all he could think about. Try as he might, he could do nothing but think about the questions he might be asked, the answers he would need to give, the way he would have to walk and talk and sit, the times he would need to speak or listen and nod, the things he would have to say or not say, the response he would need to give if asked about his legal status in the country. His throat went dry his palms moistened. Unable to reach for his handkerchief in the packed downtown subway, he wiped both palms on his pants. Good morning, please, he said to the security guard in the lobby when he arrived at Lehman Brothers. My name is Jende Jonga. I am here for Mr. Edwards, Mr. Clark Edwards. The guard, goateed and freckled, asked for his ID, which he quickly pulled out of his brown bifold wallet. The man took it, examined it front and back, looked up at his face, looked down at his suit, smiled, and asked if he was trying to become a stockbroker or something. Jende shook his head. No, he replied without smiling back. A chauffeur. Right on, the guard said as he handed him a visitor pass. Good luck with that. This time, Jende smiled. Thank you, my brother, he said. I really need all that good luck today. Alone in the elevator to the 28th floor, he inspected his fingernails. No dirt, thankfully. He adjusted his clip-on tie using the security mirror above his head, re-examined his teeth, and found no visible remnants of the fried ripe plantains and beans he'd eaten for breakfast. He cleared his throat and wiped off whatever saliva had crusted on the sides of his lips. When the doors opened, he straightened his shoulders and introduced himself to the receptionist, who, after responding with a nod and a display of extraordinarily white teeth, made a phone call and asked him to follow her. They walked through an open space where young men in blue shirts sat in cubicles with multiple screens, down a corridor, past another open space of cluttered cubicles and into a sunny office with a four-paneled glass window running from wall to wall and floor to ceiling. The thousand autumn-drenched trees and proud towers of Manhattan standing outside. For a second, his mouth fell open at the view outside, the likes of which he'd never seen, and the exquisiteness inside. There was a lounging section, black leather sofa, two black leather chairs, glass coffee table, to his right, an executive desk, oval, cherry, black leather reclining chair for the executive, two green leather armchairs for visitors. In the center, and a wall unit, cherry, glass doors, 
white folders in neat rows, to his left, in front of which Clark Edwards, in a dark suit, was standing and feeding sheets of paper into a pull-out shredder. Please, sir, good morning, Day said, turning toward him and half-bowing. Have a seat, Clark said, without lifting his eyes from the shredder. 